Hello and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where every episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This is episode seven, and this episode we're looking at Snoopy and Scooby-Doo. I'm Chris. I'm Mark. And here we go. Okay, so first and foremost, there is a very obvious size difference in these two dogs. Yes. But then I guess it's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. I think the biggest thing in this one is Scooby-Doo would be stone, and Snoopy would just be kind of disinterested anyway, I think. Any fight is going to be pretty forced. Yeah, I mean, Scooby-Doo's also like a coward. That is one of his character traits. He is an absolute coward. He's like always comically running away from whatever danger there is. Yeah, he's he's kind of like the accidental hero. He runs into the shed and knocks them over and saves the day. Yeah. No, he's, he, he never intentionally does anything other than run away and eat. No, whereas, whereas Snoopy, um, for all that, yeah, he might be disinterested, is completely the opposite. Snoopy's quite often portrayed as really the only member of the Peatman's gang with any kind of common sense or forethought mm. or anything. So Snoopy's definitely a schema there. But I guess it, it's more than, as usual, it's more than just the two dogs. There's a wide support network there as well, isn't there? So we've yeah. got to look at... And also, before we go any further, let's just establish that Scooby-Doo, we're talking about the cartoon Scooby-Doo as well. Oh, God, yes. The really god-awful film incarnations. Yeah, I, I tend to try and forget about those. Yeah. Um, so, core cast, we've obviously got the Scooby gang itself. And, I mean, Peanuts is massive, so we need to look at who we include and exclude from that. Obviously, Charlie Brown and Woodchuck. Uh, and then we'll just go Peppermint Patty, Linus, Pigpen, Lucy... And that should pretty much cover us on peanuts, I think. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so, yeah, I guess initially Scooby's size um, is counteracted by Snoopy's perceived speed, I guess. He, he never runs about a lot, but I yeah. guess if he wanted to... I guess the problem with Snoopy in terms of his speed, though, is he's kind of top-heavy. It's a fucking big nose, isn't it? Yeah, his head isn't proportionate to the rest of him, so, I mean, he's going to have some issues in terms of manoeuvrability and possibly even balance. But he's got Woodstock, you know, I mean, he's tiny, so yeah, true. he could distract Scooby, I guess. Yes, yeah, it's true, Scooby might think he's food. Probably is food, I mean, Scooby's a great Dane, so a tiny little bird like that has just got him one bite, isn't yeah, it? But I, I don't, I don't think there's any weed or sandwiches in, in him, so Scooby probably wouldn't be interested. Yeah, I mean, if Scooby is stoned, then <laughs> what's the point in evil fighting, like, I mean, Oh, yeah, but some people do get aggressive. Oh, I guess, yeah, but not Scooby, he's a coward. Yeah, but I don't know, he's a, he's a coward, but he does tend to still get himself into these scrapes. Mm. I mean, are we allowing Scrappy doing on this fight as well? Because, I mean, I know he's not originally in Scooby, and he came like he, later on in the 80s, he, didn't he? He, he, kind of, he kind of became Corecaster, didn't he? It's not, he, he did. I uh, but know. Scrappy's a massive difference maker to this fight, I think. Yeah, and I think the problem with Scrappy is that Scrappy pro- will probably be there for the inciting incident and then get held back or not gotten out of the way because he'd end up getting trampled or something. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a fucking letter. There's yeah. no two ways about it. Mean, he, <laughs> he's an absolute Yeah, he'd, he'd be the one who would start the fight where it would be stealing um, Linus's blanket. Well, that's a, that's a good jump-off point. I mean, that, that would be the sort of thing he would do. He would be in there and then all of a sudden go, oh shit, there's a fight going on now, right? I'll go and fight everybody except I can't actually fight anyone so put the blanket over my head and hide. Well, I mean, Linus with the blanket over his head does kind of look like a Scooby-Doo ghost. So, I mean, if, they, if there's a case in the stake my dead to be there, then yeah, Scooby and Shaggy are legging it away from Linus. And yeah. it's going to be down to Scrappy to wade in. And... Yeah. 
I grab the blanket, I guess that's where all hell starts to break loose. Yeah, so I, mean, I think, yeah, I think Scrappy would have to be there just to start the fight because I don't think any individual from either side, apart from Scrappy, would be would actually start the fight. Yeah, well, I don't, maybe Lucy. I mean, Lucy's a bitch. <laughs> like, she's a complete bitch and completely headstrong. And mm. if any member of the Scooby gang were to take issue with any of her friends or say something she didn't like, she wouldn't be afraid to tell them. Yeah, that's true. Or throw a punch, probably. Yeah, I think that's probably where it's going to start, man. Those two going yeah. at it, yeah. I guess they're a similar size, because, I mean, well, similar in as much as Scooby's probably bigger than most of the Peanuts gang, because they are just young children. Yeah. And when you look at them, like, in relation to Snoopy, they're not massively taller no, than Snoopy. I think, isn't Scrappy always on two legs? As opposed yeah. to four. Yeah. Whereas Scooby walks around like oh, a dog. Like, yeah. So I think yeah, so I think there's gonna be a comparative size in, in that bracket. I think that's that's where the size comparisons are going to because obviously the rest of the gang are older teenagers or early twenties, I'm not entirely sure how this bold is supposed to be. I guess, yeah, they're I mean, I mean they can drive, the, yeah. Yeah, the drive driving age is sixteen in America, yeah. Um yeah, so I mean I don't know whether we're supposed to accept that they're late teens, early twenties, Fred's about fifty six. Well I mean if you look at their fashion choices, even in the sixties, like there's no way anyone with any self respect is wearing a neckerchief. No, this is true, but it's Fred. Yeah. But still, neckerchief. Yeah. Like once you go past twenty, you're just like, Do you know what? This neckerchief looks fucking ridiculous. I am not a bandit. Past twelve. Well yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the only time it's acceptable to wear a neckerchief is if you are a drifter or a bandit. That's it. And or it's neither of those or, things. Or you're in a fancy dress party as a cowboy. Yeah. Well, like I said, if you're a bandit or a drifter, that's okay. Yeah, that's like, acceptable. Yeah, I think then your kind of rugged masculinity kind of negates the complete campness of a neckerchief. Yeah, I, I think so. It's also acceptable for dogs. Neckerchiefs on dogs are fucking amazing. Uh, like they instantly make a dog. Well, now, if the neckerchief was on Scooby Doo, then that fine. would be fine. But it's not. It's on a person. Yeah. Big, big fucking neckerchief, though. He's a big neck dog. He's a fucking big dog. I mean, this is the other thing. He is a Great Dane. Great Danes only live to be like, what, seven, eight, something like that. They have a really, really short well, lifespan. Scooby Doo's like 50, so. Well, yeah. But I mean, this is the thing. If those kids are, let's say they're, what, 18, something like that? Yeah. That seems like a reasonable age. Yeah. Like old enough to have been driving for a few years, so... You're young enough to still believe in ghosts and shit. Yeah. So, comparatively, and it seems like Shaggy and Scooby have been friends for quite a long time. Yeah. So Scooby's got to be nearing the end of his life. Yeah. I mean, you, you get, you've got, you get the impression that um, Scooby is Shaggy's childhood dog. Yeah. In which case, let's say Shaggy had him at 10. Yeah. That already puts Scooby at 8. Yeah. So that's kind and of putting him at the top end. Fucking knocking on death's door. Yeah, like. that 56 in doggies. Yeah, and, and I mean it... Fucking out of mass. Yeah, it, it's just with Great Danes as well, it's the same as when you get a, a bodybuilder or, or something like that with, with a human, the size of the body puts excess pressure on the heart and yeah. stuff. And they just cark it, they cark it really early, whereas Snoopy's quite a small dog, so he's probably going to still be quite sort of spry. agile and spry. Yeah. yeah, plus if he's Charlie Brown's childhood dog, which we know he actually is, Charlie Brown's only a kid himself. But he had a previous owner, didn't he, um, Snoopy? Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it was uh, Lila, Lillian, somebody like that. It, it was, there was a special, um, it was either Snoopy Comes Home or Snoopy Go Home or something like that. And she was introduced in that as a one-off. Yeah. Um, but so you ascertained that Snoopy had a life before uh, Peanuts. Oh, wow, so he's like Jesse in Toy Story. Yeah. 
Well, apparently all of them in Toy Story apart from Buzz. Well, right? now, yeah, I guess. Now they've all, they've all been... Tra- well, no, Buzz has been transferred to... Well, yeah, now, yeah. Well. But, I mean, yeah. if you look at the original, so even the second Toy Story, they did... Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, Woody came from... Yeah, yeah Woody was somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, the, the, there's a suggestion... Well, that's more than a suggestion. There's a, a, a one-off special where you find out that Snoopy was actually... You know, he wasn't... They didn't have him from a puppy. He had a life before. Wow, so there's a whole bunch of stuff about Snoopy we don't know. Oh, yeah. Like he's got a dark and mysterious past. Scooby Doo doesn't Yeah, I think that was even the Coconut era. Mm. Well, I mean, either way, dark and mysterious past, well, I think Snoopy is clearly. He's clearly got the better attitude out of the two for the fight we've established there. Yeah. But I mean, in the meantime, anyway, this, this fight is happening between Scrappy and Lucy, and that's going to go on for. A while. No, neither of those two will back down and they'll 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 want to get up and get in each other's faces. And I think as, as soon as anybody's there who's slightly argumentative, Scrappy is straight up in. Yeah, he's going for it. Yeah, let me out of let me out So yeah, I mean, whether or not anybody else is going to get involved in that, I think that's going to be similar to when we did um, did episode five, we had George Jetson and Fry. They're kind of just going to be like a sideshow. Yeah, yeah, they're just going to be going at it. And it, that is a good analogy, I guess, as a sideshow, because what is literally going to happen to Charlie Brown is he's just going to stand there and go, well, this fucking sucks. Yeah. And just watch them fighting. He won't get involved. No. He'll just stand there and bemoan how much it sucks that everyone is fighting around him. Yes. Because he's absolutely useless. And meanwhile, um, Shaggy is just going to have legged it. Yeah, Shaggy and Scooby. First sign of trouble, they're going to be hiding behind the van or something. Yeah, they're going to be gone. In fact, it's probably, they are going to leg it to the extent where it's probably going to be down to Snoopy to bust out the Red Baron outfit. Yeah. And chase after him. Chase play. Yeah. Yeah. In which case, just machine gun him down and this is over. <laughs> like, yeah, but haven't we established previously? We, we, we kind of discounted guns. We for have discounted that, for guns. For that reason. But he's got a plane and the plane's got guns on it. But is it a real plane or is it an imaginary plane? Because it's kind of. Well, it is, a, yeah, it a is imaginary, of... yeah, but then so are ghosts. Yeah, but there's always somebody in a ghost costume, isn't there? So they're, the thing that they're actually seeing is real. It's just, it's not a ghost, it's a person in a costume. It's, it's the dude around the water slide or uh, the, the school janitor. You yeah. Know. So so was, so Snoopy is just Snoopy. Then the Red Baron is not allowed in this fight. Well, I, I don't know. It because yeah, it depends you, how you look at. It. If you look at the Red Baron as a state of mind rather than yeah. a physical thing, like he jumps into a plane. Yeah. Right. But if you look at it as a state of mind, like that is Snoopy's fighting state. Yeah, and it might be you know, chasing them, chasing them around with his arms open. <laughs> 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 so he's not actually shooting at them, but he, no, in, in his head he is. I'm sure that visual worked really well on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I think I think that would probably be the way. I think if we go into sort of what what people are imagining, I think it gets far too difficult to manage. Whereas uh, I said, if, if that's his state of mind, that no, that's his mindset that he gets into that character and he starts running around and um, he is flying after them and shooting them. Okay, so Snoopy's chasing them down, and presumably Woodstock's just following Snoopy. Well, yeah, because he's just co-pilot. Yeah, and he'll just do anything to annoy him. So if Snoopy's off, he's got to follow him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's got to go and annoy him. So that leaves the rest of the Peanuts gang that we've got in the fight and the rest of the Scooby gang at the moment. So Scooby gang, we've got Fred, Daphne, Belma. Is that it? Yeah. Right. Okay, so... Uh, so on the other side, you've got Linus, Pet and Patty, Charlie Brown's still there. Bemoaning yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, there's Pigpen as well, which Pigpen's kind of like the dirty bomb, literally, <laughs> for, for the peanut side. Like, you just throw him in the middle of, the, of that fight, and all of those kids, like I say, quite 
I wouldn't say fashion conscious because look at the way they dress, but they but obviously... For, but for the time, I mean, certainly Daphne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they kind of look after them. So they, if you essentially throw a dirty jibble at them, they're just going to well, run the other way. That would, be, that would be the way probably to take out Daphne because Dash, Daphne is of the, the girly girl. She's you know, she, she's, she looked after her appearance. She's... In a lot of them, she's kind of dim. She's kind of uh, no, she's there because she's a girl. She's not there. She's not there for her ability to solve mysteries. No, I mean she doesn't really have an answer on the peanut side because when you look at Velma, you've got Peppin and Patty. You've got two pseudo dykes almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ready to go at each other. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that I think that's the answer for Daphne is the so-called dirty bomb because so she, <laughs> yeah, she's not going to want to be anywhere near a smelly tramp. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Yeah, so if Pigpen's following, following her around, just like chasing her, she's eventually going to lock herself in the van. You, you just get Pigpen to kind of run around and go, blah, 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 and she's just gone. That's yeah. it. And so she's going to lock herself in the van and just sort of wait until he goes away. Right, so that one's easy. That's <laughs> Pig, an easy one. Pigpen's taken out by negating, negating her. So yeah, she's locked in the van. So we've now got Fred, who's, I guess, nearest answer. We've got Linus left, but Linus is at this point sans blanket. So well, he's got two ways he can go. He can either be upset and cry about it, or it could or, send him berserk. Yeah, I mean, what? I can't remember what used to happen when Snoopy used to take his blanket. Didn't he used to get... Just used to cry, from what I remember. Yeah, it was, um, Lucy, who's afraid of germs, and used to be yeah. afraid to beat him up. So, yeah, she's tied up with Scrat. I think, yeah, Linus can kind of stand there and cry. Yeah. Um, so at which point you've got Linus standing and crying, you've got Charlie Brown doing fuck all. Well, Charlie Brown's just going to go over and make Linus's day worse at this point. That's exactly what Charlie Brown's going to do, because he's going to see Linus crying and think, ah, oh, Linus is crying, I'll go and wallow in his misery. <laughs> the two of them are just going to sit there and just have a whiny bitch fest about how much their lives suck. That is exactly what's going to happen with those two. Yeah. So, I mean, so at that point you've just got, let's say, the, uh, the pseudo dyke battle. Which, I mean, Peppin and Paddy, widely known for carrying around a fucking baseball bat. So, yeah. <laughs> straight away she's got But then can't can hit a dyke with glasses. Well, yeah, I mean, it is unfair to hit a girl in glasses, I guess. Plus, Velma's kind of got it over in the brains department. Like Yeah, but there's only so much brains can do against a baseball bat apart from splatter everywhere yeah I mean I guess she hasn't got a lot of resource at this point either because it's not like she can even get in the van no because Daphne's locked herself in because Daphne's locked, locked in the van yeah I mean we've still got Fred to help her at this point as well unless Fred goes over and tries to be overtly cheery to cheer Charlie Brown <laughs> yeah I mean the problem with Fred is that aside from being you know, this sort of rational sensible leader he's kind of a pussy Oh, he's an absolute pussy. No two ways about it. So, I mean, he's, he's going to want to try and diffuse everything and calm everybody down to the point where I can see uh, Lucy and Scrappy just sort of putting their fight on hold and just ripping his arms off or something just because he's pissing them off. Yeah, I mean, I really can see Fred, even though they're on the opposing side, I can see him just trying to cheer up Linus and Charlie Brown because <laughs> he's just going to... He's just one of those annoyingly nice people. That was that's his whole thing. Like you say, yeah, he's he's a, the leader and everything, but he's got no edge, is he? <laughs> no, but none of them really do. I mean, that's the the problem with with Scooby Doo is that because of the era they came out of, and that's what we talked about when we did the Jetsons. But when they first came out, it was that sort of post war, baby booming generation. All of them, everything was great and everything was rosy and everything was fine. You didn't really have these sort of rounded three dimensional characters who had any edge or had any 
darkness or any, you know, any sort of no. character traits other than I'm happy, I'm pretty, I'm clever, I'm a dog, I'm a stoner. Mm. So no, there wasn't really I mean, anything... Yeah, I guess the darkest kind of Scooby-Doo got was like some of those janitors and stuff that fucking creepy. I mean, hanging around kids and... Yeah, but I mean, that was the whole point, wasn't it? It was the diametric opposite. So you mm-hmm. had, you know, your, your all-American kids who were wholesome and, and they went around solving mysteries and shit and they, you know, they took the special ed kid and his dog just for charity. Um, the, they, they were counted, they were balanced by the dude around the water slide, the janitor, the pirate captain, whatever the hell they were and whatever they were masquerading mm-hmm. as being whatever monster, whatever ghost they were pretending to be. And that was where any sort of depth would have come. Because instead of having any internalised issues, it was all just projected as the villains they were against. Yeah. I mean, when you say it out loud now, and you say, like, yeah, they always, like, owned a theme park, or they were a janitor, or something like that. Yeah. What kind of individual wakes up in the morning and goes, do you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to pretend to be a fucking giant ghost squid monster and frighten people. Don't you? (laughs) Oh, of course I do. Like, what, what is the possible end goal? It, it was always to steal it's something. There's always money it? involved. Yeah, yeah it, was always to, it, was always a, it was always cash or a jewel or some priceless artifact. But surely it's easier to go and get a fucking gun. Yeah, just go and steal the bastard. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair, you know, in the 50s and 60s, there were plenty of people who brought guns back from, from Europe. So go and get one of them and then just go and do what you need to do. Yeah, and how, like, how would you get to a point where there's a gang of kids that almost make... I mean, they never really got paid, but you could call it their career. Like, they make a career out of looking for people that dress up as ghosts in order to steal money. Yeah. So this is a widespread thing. This is like in the Scooby-Doo universe. This is an accepted <laughs> form of yeah, crime. Yeah, it's, it's a common practice. It's, it's almost like a career. Yeah, it, it is. I think it's a career criminal. I think there were recurring villains, uh, towards, certainly towards the latter ones, where you got into the, so the 80s and the early 90s ones they did. You did have recurring villains who so they'd pop up at the start of the season and then either at the end of the season or the start of the next season they'd be, oh, it's you again. How did you get out of jail? Oh, I escaped. Yeah, I mean, and how did they escape from jail? Are they dressed up as a giant gorilla and scared the guard or something? Yeah, or they snuck out in a laundry basket. I mean, that that is just bizarre. Like, as a concept, that is completely and utterly bizarre. Like, it's the kind of thing you get away with for one episode. Yeah, I mean, if you were looking at pitching it today, yeah, you'd be looking at saying, right, it's a, it's a group of late teens and their dog, because the dog is special, who solve mysteries. And that is what it would be. And that, and that to pitch that, that would be fine. But then you'd say, well, it's going to be not even, rather than the monster of the week, it's going to be a story of the week. It's going to be like a Veronica Mars type thing where. I was just actual, trying to say it's Veronica a, Mars. As you were yeah. explaining that, it's like this actually is Veronica Mars with, with people who dress up as ghosts yeah. and a dog. Yeah. And that's kind of it. And to, to pitch it that way would be fine. But to pitch it as it's a group of teens who drive around in their van with their dog and they find people who dress up as monsters. You, know, you, go, to a net, you go to a network or a TV studio and they think, what the fuck are you on about? Yeah, it's, it's just utterly. Nuts! Like the, to get how many episodes of Scooby Doo were there? I mean, probably with it being Hanna Barbera, there are less than we think. I don't know because they didn't have the hiatus that the Jetsons and the Flintstones both stopped for a long time, mm. and then came back around about the ages. I don't think Scooby Doo stopped. Um, I'm not I think sure. They, they may have had, no, they may have been runs of sort of six or seven episodes as opposed to any more than that. But I think they went pretty much consistently through. Mm. I think they're still doing new ones now. I mean, there's so many iterations now. You've got. Um, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Scooby and Scrappy, 
uh, mystery ink. Now, there's so many iterations. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they do, they still do like one off straight to video films as well. Like, there's one on Netflix at the moment, which is like Scooby Doo meets John Cena or something. Yeah, it was um, Scooby Doo does WrestleMania, it was last year. It wasn't actually as bad as it sounds. Um, like, what? But I mean, they, 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 but they've always done a lot of times with that. They've done Scooby Doo met Corn at one point. Oh, there's a Batman one as well. Yeah, so I mean, uh, there's so many, no, there are so many of these um, iterations. And there you go, right? In the Scooby Doo universe, right? And I've not seen it, so it could be that there's some kind of weird cross dimensional thing or something. But the second Scooby Doo meets Batman, yeah. then Batman exists in the Scooby Doo universe. Yeah. In what possible world where Batman exists? Do you get janitors thinking it's a good idea to dress up as a ghost and try and steal money? But they never do it in Gotham. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Because <laughs> they wouldn't. Yeah, they'd because be they would. Well, yeah, they'd yeah. be eating through a straw for the rest of their lives. Yes. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't dare go. Like, if you're that low level of criminal, your only move is, like, I'm going to dress up like a ghost. Batman's just going to fucking marmalise you. To be honest, if you're honest, probably not even going to bother doing that. He's probably just going to laugh at you and give you a wedge. True, you're probably not worth his time. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably more something the likes of Green Arrow would deal with. Like, that. that's just going to be like, man. Yeah, I can't be honest. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah. You send Alfred. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, that's... I, I've not really thought about it, but Scooby-Doo's interested in that aspect because there is no, no backbone, no substance to any of the characters. None whatsoever. It is a paper-thin concept that got wheeled out week after week after week. Whereas Snoopy and Penis is actually the complete opposite for something that's essentially a comic strip and a cartoon. Yeah. It almost had the Seinfeld thing going on in that there was never a great deal of substance plot-wise. Yeah, it was, it was everyday were, life. It, was, yeah. it wasn't big But these were adventures. really well, clearly defined characters. Yeah. And even to the point where they started adding characters that you had, um, oh, what's her name, Marcy came in. Mm. as well um, there's a token one as well but I forgot his name yeah I can't remember the, the one but I know what you mean and you bring in and you, you have these kids and they have ordinary lives that are peppered with imagination you know, when Snoopy goes into Red Baron you know, it's, he's sitting on top of his camel with his flying goggles on mm. but in his head he's flying around and yeah, shooting yeah. things and, and that's kind of where kids cartoons and comics were kind of, were kind of pitched and, you know, they were about real life and about things that were just being slightly different slightly better than your average everyday life so same as you had like Archie and things like that, they were yeah. they were kind of realistic in that sense. And I think there's a lot more substance to these as opposed to as so you had Scooby Doo, which was it was you know, the the American archetypes. It was you, know, you had the jock, the pretty girl. They wouldn't have called him a stoner. They'd have called him a beatnik. I think they called him a beatnik, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and the one who's clearly supposed to be a lesbian. And it was just no stereotype city. And it was so looking at it now, it's kind of insulting. It's extremely insulting, especially when you can boil it down that simply. Yeah. And if you look at the other things that Anna Barbera do at the same time, they were in the Flintstones, they were in the Jetsons, there was a bit more depth to those, but they were all kind of the same principle. You had a family unit um, with a clear leader, um, somebody, you know, somebody who was a bit more mature or somebody who was a bit outside the box, and, uh, and then a dog mm. or a dinosaur. But it was, they were all kind of the same thing, you know, they, the, like in, Dino couldn't talk in the first time, but he could communicate. Um, Scooby Doo could sort of talk, Astro could talk. Yeah, Astro talks very much the same way Scooby Doo talks. Yeah, so I mean, there was, it was just an um, identical version of um, Hanna Barbera makes family time. I guess Hanna Barbera actually quite, it's quite well known that there wasn't a substantial amount of money involved yeah. in the production of any of these, and I guess that translates through to the writing department as much as it translates in the animation and the repeated frames and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that was an accepted technique then anyway, you know, it's not, it's... Yeah. 
but it's just such it, it is offensive when you think about it it's just oh, like yeah. they're like here is this cardboard cut out list of characters yeah. and they'll fight the same villain every single week yeah and it'll end the same way every single week yeah somebody would have gone away if it was best for kids yeah we just want, you know I mean I've, I've never really been a I've always obviously you're always aware of Scooby Doo, and as a child, it's always onto something much bright. I don't think I could ever say I was really interested, or I was ever a fan of Scooby Doo. And now yeah. we're talking about it out loud. Like even at that young age, I think I can probably see why. Like there's no way I'm gonna sit down and watch that kind of shit happen. Where I can flick the channel over and watch Batman or He Man. Yeah. Or anything like that. I mean, I, I wasn't so much disinterested. It was just something that was on and about. Certainly, when I was particularly young, I wasn't that interested in what was on TV anyway because I had toys to play with and shit like that. I wasn't really mm. thinking, oh, Scooby Doo's on, I'm going to sit, sit down and watch it. And it's only as I've gotten older, what I used to look at it, you think, probably when I was about to 10 or 11, it was on every day for a week or after doing some holidays or something. And by the end of the week, you could work out by the time there was some day in the back one who it was because yeah. it was the same every day. And it was always the same motive. It was always. That no, that belonged to my ancestors, and they stole it from me, or I'm so yeah. giving it back, or that's going to get me extra power, so I'm going to see that. Yeah, and I mean, when you when you're writing at a level where children can telegraph your third act, yeah, like that's it. I mean, we're probably looking at Scooby Doo with probably a bit more depth than it deserves, but yeah, when children can telegraph your third act, you're in a problem. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know about that statement because the fact that it's been going for 40, 50 years and it's, they're still producing new content, I think that alone warrants it being looked at. Mm. So to give it any sort of analysis, I think it's fair at this point because they have allegedly developed and they've spun off into various different iterations of different arcs and, and some of them, you know, some had some feature length episodes, some of them were shorter episodes done over a series. But I think that the way it was written, I don't, I'm not sure that's evolved. I think it needed to. Mm. I mean, other than the fact that you know, the, the WE one they did last year, um, they had smartphones and um, digital cameras and shit. And it wasn't wow. Could so, Scooby use the phone? Oh, with his powerful thumbs. No, um, obviously the other characters had them. They still yeah. have the crappy van, but um, no, they, they, they had updated to that point. But the, the way in things, you know, the way it was structured, the, the, the gimmicks they used, the, the twists they used, they've been using for you know, 40, mm. 50 years. And that's, that's the bit that annoyed me with it. Now, I haven't seen it, as I said, but I'm, it's, I find it's quite interesting. We, we've gone wildly off topic now, I guess, but in these newer ones then, have they evolved the characters at all? Obviously, Because well, like in this day and age, if I'm a parent, and specifically I'm a parent of a young girl, like Daphne and Velma are probably two of the most offensive characters because you've essentially got, yet yeah, what amounts to a closeted dyke. And, and comically so, hmm. you know, even to the way she looks and everything, just comically a closeted dyke, which they actually started to make a bit of fun of in the film. Yeah. Um, doesn't really make it acceptable, but at least they're acknowledging that. Yeah. And then you've got probably the least progressive female character yeah. in I mean, the world. I think, as I only, I, as I've half watched it, I was doing something else while it was on, but I did watch it, and I think they kind of involved Daphne so that Daphne had more of a role in actually solving shit. Oh, so right, she, so, so she was Daphne was with yeah. the key one, to be honest. I mean, there's a joke I heard years ago, um, which is quite long, so I won't go into it, but the, the crux that was describing the characters, 
and it descri- it describes um, Daphne as being you know, one of the most beautiful women in the world. She's very fashionable. She always not always looked her best, and not always made sure she looked her best. She was calm under pressure. She and you know, very poised and very uh, you know, very graceful and very feminine. And then you had the diametric opposite. You had you had Velma who looked kind of boyish. Mm-hmm. She had big thick glasses. Paid no attention to her to her looks or her appearance. Was always very quick to talk down to people because she wanted to prove she was smarter rather than rather than playing mm-hmm. that particular role. And that kind of rings true. And I think even in the near ones, you still get Velma kind of being condescending and talking down to people because she knows she's superior to them intellectually, which is fine. I don't you know, if, if you had a male character doing that, you wouldn't think twice about it. No. Um, but the fact you've got a, a female character who is designed to look like a mannish character, like a male character, who then acts in that way as well, it kind of diminishes the fact that she's supposed to be a girl. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you could take her personality traits and her character essentially and put it in... Daphne's shell, then you've got an interesting character. Yeah. But what you've got instead is Daphne is essentially just a bimbo. It's not for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, it, it's interesting because there's still that dynamic is still being used. If you look at uh, Modern Family, mm. the two daughters in that, you've got the pretty one who's dumb as a bag of rocks and the slightly younger one who's super intelligent. But she's slightly more evolved than the pretty one because she's at least aware of the fact that she. She is interested in boys and things, but she's also aware that she's the shorter, slightly fatter, has glasses and all the rest of it, so isn't mm. as confident there. That started in 2008, 9, 10-ish. So even 40, 50 years on from Scooby-Doo, you've still got the same character traits, uh, the same stereotypes being used. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's worrying, really. But I mean, to bring it back around then, we're saying that's still going on now. But if you look at Peanuts, and we talk specifically about Peppermint Patty, yeah. again, yeah, she's she's the tomboy, she's into baseball, she dresses quite sporty, but other than that, she looks like a little girl. Yeah, and I think when Marcy came in, they kind of softened, softened the tomboy thing again. Yeah. They? So, I mean, there was a, a realisation that you could, you know, you didn't have to have a tomboy, you didn't have to have a character that was, that's what they are, and that's the one thing. No, it wasn't made. her defining characteristic. She, yeah. she became just a girl who liked... Yeah. Sports, yes, essentially. I think that no, that was important, and I think that's it, it's interesting because that was a lot shorter lived in its certainly in, in its TV iteration. I mean, I know they had the, the comic strip which went mm. for donkey's years, and some. I think I didn't. I think it only stopped when Shorts died, didn't I? I don't think it. I think I'm he was. Not I think he was sure pretty, it stopped. Okay, so I'm, I'm, it I'm may seeing. even be going on. I'm not. I wouldn't stand by this, but it may even be going on through some form of a state. It's certainly being republished. Yeah, I mean, that's, I didn't know if it was being republished yeah. or whether it was new stuff, I don't know. But I mean, the fact that, that it has its longevity in that sense is good as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you know, coming back to the fight then, because we went off on a 20 minute segue. Yeah, that, that got way more in depth than <laughs> I intended. Um, so we can probably cut the majority of that. Clearly. Probably. Um, yeah, so coming back to the fight then, we're kind of down to the female characters. I've completely forgot where we are. Hang on. First <laughs> of a recap, you've got Daphne's locked herself in the van because Pigpen's just running around. So, so at this point, Pigpen is now running circles around Yeah, the he's just running around. So just going oogity boogity. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, so, so those two are out of it. You've got Scooby and Shab- Shaggy are fucked off. They're fucked off, but... Snoopy and Woodchuck... Uh, Wood- they're, they're, they, they're in pursuit. So, yeah. I mean, I think Snoopy's fully intending on taking them down. He oh, yeah. hasn't caught them at this point. Yeah, yeah. so they're, no, they're in flight. That's ongoing, yeah. Yeah. So then you've got Linus and Charlie Brown being miserable and Fred trying to sort them out. Yeah. You've got Lucy and Scrappy kicking fuck out of each other. Yeah. Or at least them shouting at each other because they're about to start fighting. And you've got Peppermint Patty pulling a baseball bat on Velma. Yeah. Which I think speaks for itself. 
I yeah. think Pep Mipati pulls that back out, wallops Velma, and that's probably that, to yeah. be fair about it. Although, ironically, it's quite a phallic weapon. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I think that, that's your first casualty, the Velma goes down. I mean, she's got she's got a significant size advantage, I would say, over Pep Mipati, but I don't think, again, a baseball bat. Yeah, that's Patty takes that to the knees first, she's yeah. down. She's down and she's in pain, she's not going to fight back. And then she just wallops over the head. Yeah, she's got one in the side of the head and she's gone. So, so she's gone. Now, we've got Fred talking th- to... I think at that point, um, I think Scrappy... I know Scrappy's engaged with, with Lucy at this point, but Scrappy sees one of his team go down. He's going to go... The talking's going to stop, the shouting's yeah. going to stop, and he's going to go all um, puppy postal. Yeah, now, I mean, at this point, she's got to use his primary weapon. I know he's a, he's a fist fighter. Scrappy's always got his dukes up and stuff. But he's also a dog. He's also a dog, and he's got teeth, and that's his primary weapon. So he's likely, especially if he's angry, going to bear his teeth and go for the throat, at which point she needs to just ram the bat in his gob. If she's going to be quick enough. If she's going to be quick enough. Yeah. I, mean, she's, I, mean, I mean, she's she's athletic, though. That's yeah. the whole point of her character. Yeah, but the question is whether, whether Scrappy runs like a dog on all fours and lunges, hmm. or whether he's going to run on his, on his hind legs, whether he's going to stay upright. I don't think I've ever... I don't think I've ever seen him on four legs. No. So he's going to run over on two legs, which actually makes him reasonably slow. Yeah, and it kind of makes him an easy target for a good swing and just not crack him across the jaw. Well, there's that as well, because he's, he's definitely small enough that as he jumps... Yeah, I, mean, yeah I, I was actually thinking, try and negate it by getting him to bite, bite the bat. The bat. Yeah. yeah, but no, as he jumps, if she just hits Back it around. out of the park, he's, he's gone. She could slam him into a tree or something. Yeah. I mean, the thing is with Scrappy, though, unless you, you really do have to take him out, because it, it is in his very character that if all he does is break an arm or a leg when he hits that tree, he's going to get back up and try again. Yeah. I mean, I think what you need to I think what you need to do is knock him out with the bat and chain him to a tree like you would with any other dog and just let him run around it. He's not going to be able to do it. You know, he's not going to get away from it. No. And so, I mean, that's in that case, that's Scrappy negated as well, which was probably their best weapon. Yeah. I mean, Fred, if he's spent more than 30 seconds with the double team of Charlie Brown and Linus. He's just going to top himself. I don't care how positive he is. Yeah. Let's be fair, if I was Fred, I'd top myself as well. Well, yeah. I mean, he's got a neckerchief anyway, so yeah. he can just hang himself, you know. Um, the only thing that could possibly save him from that combination is he might actually break away when he sees two members of his team get taken out. Yeah. And that may snap him out. That may, and you've also got the possibility. I mean, they. It was always like an unwritten thing in in the cartoons that him and Daphne were sort of involved. You know, it was some. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in when it got to the films, they were very actively involved. You know, there was a it was, there was a clear relationship that was defined that and they were working together. So I mean, if we look at the fact that they may have been involved, if he if there's some little stroke chasing around the van. Is his, isn't his first thought be right? I've got to protect my woman because she's you now she's a pathetic woman. I guess so. Yeah, and I guess he probably would. So he, he's more likely to go over and, and have to take out Pigpen then. Yeah. Although Which, the way I see that working is that now Daphne opens the van door and smacks him in the face with it. You know, that's like a slapstick. <laughs> oh, he's trying to he's trying to save me. I'm I'm safe. I'm fine. Whack. Well, I mean, first things first. If he's doing that, he's, he's got to take Pigpen out. He's probably more likely to get his hands dirty, so to speak, than yeah. Daphne is. But he's still. Like he thinks he's styling in his little neckerchief and stuff, and, yeah, his, and his white, his white, white, uh, yeah. white baseball coat. I mean, yeah, you go anywhere near Pigpen wearing white to start with. That's just a disaster yeah. waiting to happen, isn't it? So he's still going to. What does when he gets married? Yeah, he's going to approach with caution. Yeah, 
And if he's approaching with caution, you now essentially have a double team of Lucy and Patty waiting to go for yeah. it. I mean, my problem with Fred getting involved in any sort of actual altercation is that it com- it goes against type in as much as he's designed to be wholesome and being in America as it was, he was a nation of pacifists and all the rest of it. Is he... Has he got it in him to top a child just because he's chasing his girlfriend or the back? Well, this is the thing. Like I said, I, I don't know what he would actually do to Pippin. I don't think he'd cause him any physical harm. All he'd try and do is remove him from the situation. Yeah. And either way, he's got to get close. Yeah. And he's, he's going to be so cautious about getting that close to something that dirty hmm. that I, I think it just gives the girls perfect opportunity to beat the shit out of him. Which now, I mean... Either one of them on their own could probably beat the shit out of yeah, them. The two of them together. Two of them and one of them with a baseball bat. Yeah, just going to rip him to pieces. Yeah, that coat's going to be red in no time. And they wouldn't think twice about it either. So. Yeah. And I mean, that's, for me, that's the biggest problem with the Scooby-Doo gang is that there's nobody there, so there's no edge to any of them. So nobody's actually going to want to fight anything. Because they've got no character, so they've got no clear motivation to do anything. No. At all. You know, whereas, I mean, Lucy big part of the character she is just a fucking bitch yeah. <laughs> she's a complete ball of rage yeah. so if she sees anything going on whether she considers these people friends or not she, I mean she considers herself to be morally superior but ultimately they are her friends yeah and people people are now beating, trying to beat them up yeah so well I don't know if there's so much fact you've well, tried to beat them up it's just caused them mild discomfort <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean I think as well that the, the problem with, with Scooby-Doo was because it was all Monster of the Week it was it's kind of done like a sitcom. You didn't need any sort of progressive arc because you had a story that was resolved in seven minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it was. And then next week, it was just another one of those. So, and they could have been interchangeable in any sort of order. Hmm. So there's no progression even. There's no evolution of, well, this happened before, that happened before. And that only came later on when they started reintroducing the villain they've used before. Hmm. Um, so there's not really any any chance of that of, of that changing. So they're in that mindset of saying, well, fucking hell. We're, we're the good clean-cut kids and then if... If you'd seen them in school, they'd have been uh, the, the, the kids that they'd told not to smoke and yeah. the, the, the greasers and the bikers and all the rest of it. So, you know, so I mean, I think, that, I think that's an advantage that King's Guys have got as well because they, they have these experiences which they've used to inform their characters and to evolve mm. from. And the problem with, with Scooby-Doo in, in the sense is that they've actually got no fight in them. No, none whatsoever. And I mean, we, we have encountered this problem before on this podcast, but generally there is a way to provoke reaction out of these characters that wouldn't fight, but the, the Scooby-Doo are so fucking useless. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what they were designed for. They were designed to be good, yeah. wholesome, vanilla kids. They stay out of trouble, they do everything right. You know, they, I mean, I, I can find no no way that they can answer anything that Peanuts can throw, other than Scrappy, who was only slightly edgy because he came along in the 80s. Now that he's taken out, bear in mind, Scrappy started this fucking fight by stealing Linus's blanket. Has Linus got his blanket back now? I don't know. I mean, they... or has it been destroyed? Yeah, I mean, because if Linus's you, you give blanket is destroyed, blanket, they kind of shred things. Yeah, because if Linus's blanket is destroyed, maybe that will push him over the edge. He might go from tears to just absolute rage. Rage. Yeah, he he might hulk up at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, you see any child who's got some form of comfort, be it a blanket or a bear or whatever it is. You take it off them, and you mm. you sh- you show that child that this that this treasured object is actually in distress, and they go into fucking marauder mode. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you can throw him in as well, and all of a sudden you've got three people attacking Fred. Yeah. So he's he's fucked. Like he's gone. Let's beat him to death. Yeah. So Velma's dead. 
well, not death by baseball bat. Yeah. Scrappy is either dead or chained to a tree, and Fred is now being kicked to death and beaten and punched and whacked yeah. in the back. We've still got Daphne trapped in the van. Now, Daphne is the only weapon at this point, yeah. provided she has the keys. Yeah. So she can run the fuckers can, over. Yeah, and they are small children, so they're going to be fairly easy to mow down. Yeah. I mean, the first thing she's got to do is start that van and, and take out Pigpen. Now, who used to drive the van? It was right. Fred, wasn't Fred it? Fred always drove the van. But it's America and they always leave the keys above the visor. Nobody puts keys in their pocket. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them to have left the keys in the mystery machine. Yeah, because they're, they're kind of trusting and these are only little kids, don't forget. Yeah, so if she starts that van up, as reverses as as over Pigpen. As long as she can drive it. Well, I mean, even if, even if she can't, which... Let's be fair, as we've just established with Scooby-Doo, it is probably a character trait that she cannot drive because she is female. Yeah, and she'd have those big fuck-off heels, didn't she? Now, I am absolutely not condoning that, <laughs> but that would be the approach taken by Scooby-Doo. So she probably can't drive. However, her life's in danger. She she's probably knock a handbrake off. Yeah, it she, she's just seen if, well, she's watching her fellow get beaten to death. She yeah. may be able to save him at this point. Yeah, or run him over and finish the job. Well, the, this is what I was about to say. That really speaking, for the greater good, and in order to properly ensure they're all taken out, she is going to have to drive over him. Yeah, she's just going to have to aim for that that massive, that mass of people. The yeah. fact that her friend, boyfriend, whatever he is, is at the bottom of it getting the shit kicked out of him may be irrelevant because if that's the only way to save her life and the and the two friends she's got who are still alive. Agreed. That may be what she has to I do. I mean, all she's basically got to do, if Pigpen is running circles around the van to keep her in, she needs to start that engine, or even, as you say, let handbrake off if he'll roll forward, but she needs to time it for the point where Pigpen is crosses, in lets it go, rolls straight over them all. Yeah. Now, you've then got Linus and Charlie Brown, of which Linus, at this point, would probably run toward the van in rage. Oh, yeah. no, he, Linus is with them. Linus sorry, is with them, right? isn't it? So she's taking but those probably would run towards yeah. the van. So anyway. you've just got Charlie Brown, who would do the complete opposite. He wouldn't run towards the van, but he certainly wouldn't run out of the way of the van. No, he would just, just look at it and go, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just another thing that goes wrong in yes. my life. However, it's about to end. Great. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. Um, yeah, so at that point, everybody's dead apart from Daphne, Scooby, Shaggy, and Snoopy and Woodstock. Yeah, now those four are still chasing each other and she's now in a van so the question becomes if she started that engine and learns to drive very quickly which is a cartoon a job of it it's a cartoon so as soon as she starts the engine she can she can drive yeah so So she's now now setting off in pursuit she's going to chase the chaser so you now have uh, in typical Scooby-Doo fashion actually you know Shaggy and Scooby running away from something and someone else chasing them yeah and we'll have multiple repeated frames of animation yes we'll we'll have a corridor with lots of doors on either side and one goes into one and comes out of another yeah 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 they keep running past the same background all the time yeah and in the the end they just meet in the middle yeah right so at this point then Daphne's probably in the strongest position because unless Snoopy is genuinely in his plane, which we've established he's not, because it's in no, his it's head. It's a state of mind, not, his, not a physical thing. However, Woodstock is an extremely cute little birdie. Who's going to distract her. Who is going to distract Daphne because she is a dumb bimbo. And she will not run over a cute little birdie. No way. If he starts playing all cute, yeah. she ain't going to do it. She is not going to do it. She's more likely well, to put her and let him in. Yeah, yeah, and put her hand out. And if you let him in, that's game yeah, over because he's, he's actually a psychopath. Yeah, he's going to fuck the van. <laughs> yeah, he's going to trash it. Yeah. 
Maybe he's going to get something under the brake, so she's just let her drive Which is exactly what, Okay, so that's exactly what's going to happen. In he comes, he's just going to distract the point where she flips the van, and she's gone. She's going to flip the van and blow it up. Yeah. In proper TV style. As soon as it stops and tips over, bang, bang, blows up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so okay, so that's so why. The mystery machine is toast. However, I mean, he's going to have flown out. Woodstock's going to have flown out. But probably can get blown clear and yeah, 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 take yeah. a bit of damage. He's, yeah, he's taking damage. We we've now got two on one essentially. Snoopy is now But the two the, the two are Scooby and Shaggy who would probably see all this going on and go and surrender. Well I mean if you're Scooby and Shaggy, they're gonna see a massive fire just ignited and just break out blunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like yeah, Right, well, we can light off that. Who's yeah. got marshmallows? Yeah. Like, Either that or they'd be trying to get into the burning van to get the doobie snacks out. Well, yeah, possibly. If they, they, there's that possibility as well, if their stash is in that van. Which it would be, you know, I mean... They they're not going to be trying to get to it, they're just going to stand around the van and yeah. just breathe I mean, they never carried their own stash, did they? Everybody had to um, coax them with uh, the yeah. snacks. Yeah, true. So, they, yeah, they at this point, they're going to about face, essentially, and leg it to the van. This is like the sole thing, probably, that would motivate them yeah. to yeah. do something. Yeah, their food, in inverted commas. Yeah. Is, uh, is in the van. So all of a sudden they going need to Going up in smoke. Yeah, so now they need to go in hay. Yeah, absolutely. So while they're doing that, Snoopy's obviously going to about face and carry on to give chase. Now at this point, Snoopy's also going to inhale and he's already got an overactive imagination that thinks he can fly. Yeah, now I think, <laughs> I think at this point it's going to be like the last of 10 minutes of the really, 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 really bad do movie where you just yeah. go to the first person and you just have to go people down. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's no Snoopy's gonna go fucking mental at this point. Well, yeah, he, he already thinks he can fly. So. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, you, you, you stick a, a a van full of uh, weed into him. I mean, the only danger there is he genuinely could go and jump off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> thinking, thinking he's about to do it, you know, just going out to turn or something. Yeah. And he could legitimately jump off a cliff and plummet to his death. Yeah. I which I think is quite likely. Yeah, that's quite likely. <laughs> it's stuff is quite a worry. Um, but d- in that instance, then we, we get a winner. Yeah, we do. A really fucking <laughs> bland, annoying winner. Yeah. Um, in the battle of Snoopy versus Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo wins. Somehow. Through the magical power of weed. Take that as a lesson, kids. Yeah. Smoking saves lives, kids. Yeah, and it's cool. I forget. <laughs> so, yeah. Some bizarre way Scooby Doo wins. Um, if you disagree or you want to talk to us about that, if you want to recommend any other fights or just shoot the shit, go to our new website, whowinspodcast.com, and you can contact us through there. I'm Mark. I'm Chris. And see you next time. Get away, get away.